Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. Ooh. Ooh, we're back. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> we left y'all high and dry last week, and um, it was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even stunt. Like, I feel bad, but, like, it was necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, I need a break from y'all. Yeah, I feel I'm like... Kidding. Yo, every weekend we have something. Like it's like it's if it's not someone's birthday, it's like something else, or like a wedding or a baby shower. Like you know, it's just always something in the summer. Not even in the summer, just in general, because I feel like we were like, oh yeah, you know, it's Pride Month. All right, you know, after Pride Month, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be solid. We're gonna be chilling. We're gonna be saving. We're gonna be. Nah, ain't none of that happened. None of it. None of that. We still been on go. That's yeah. not going to work for me. No saving. Just no saving. <laughs> Just kidding. Literally. Saving, but spending and... Micro saving. Yeah. Figuring it out, honestly. Little by little, I guess. Yeah. For those of you who can't see it, she has her Preciosa Night shirt on. I do. Shout out to Eden and Jay. It's they get married this upcoming weekend. I believe their I wedding day. It'll be the 29th. Yeah, yeah, but shit. Shout out to Eden and yeah. Jay. Congrats. We got invited to a wedding, but the way the bank account is set up, we're not rich. And yeah, we like we said, we did so much in June that it was like, all right, we can't travel. And then we have plans to travel again in September. Yeah, it's for just a lot birthday. of things really yeah. close to each other, like back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And like, we can't keep neglecting our fur babies. I'm pretty sure they would love to be emancipated. <laughs> they do not like us. They like to sleep in our bed, though. And I hate it. Truly. I, it's I love it, but it's just like, why on my side? Because they know that I don't like that. Like I I'm I'm a whole person. I, it's myself. just like it's it's just too hot. Like it's like I sweat in the nighttime and I feel like you're <laughs> always hot. And we even have a fan, the AC be be blasting, but it's like <gasps> this is not a king size bed to be sleeping with us. And I just I'm just not a fan. We already know this though. Our parenting styles are different. <laughs> Oof. God bless. But you know that. They be rolling the around in the dirt and the grass, eating shit. Like, if you have a dog, you know how disgusting they are, right? <laughs> yeah. So are children. But children are not that dirty. The only difference <laughs> is that when you take them a bath, it don't take them that fucking long to dry. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. the only part. For sure. Milo is easy. Like our Yorkie, you just blow dry his ass and he's done in like not even 10 minutes. Bruno, however, that's a whole day's worth. Oh my God. It really is. And he has so much hair. He does. Sometimes shit gets stuck on his hair. Like I'm telling you, it's really crazy out here. And you really got to pick it off. <laughs> anyway, that's nasty. Um, You got any updates? No updates, really. I'm trying to think. Life is just so busy, man. Like, I feel like I want to get back into Patreon and doing all of that, but I'm pers- I'm focusing on, like, personal stuff, professional stuff, you know? Trying to get my money up. Career goals and shit. Feel me? I feel you. 
I'm, I feel you. You want to be my sugar mama, and I'm for it. I'm here for all that. I hear cha-ching. Yeah. Give it to me. Oh, Lord. I mean, only one could wish, right? Right. Because it ain't going to be me. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of our listeners left a comment, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. And we decided to kind of just focus the episode on this specific thing. So they said, do you guys have any advice for going through seasons when you necessarily don't like your partner or you guys aren't really on the same term and page and keep getting into dumb arguments? My fiance and I are kind of going through that right now, but I still know she is the person I want to do life with. It's just really hard to want to be in. It's just really hard to want to be in this right now. First of all, I saw that comment and I was like. I love this. Mm. I love this because um, I feel like it kind of correlated with our recent, like prior episodes, Mm -hmm. especially with last episode when we were talking about how, you know, we were in that uncomfortable situation and we tried something new and communicated about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm all for learning new ways. And I feel like this is a common thing where Mm -hmm. people are in relationships where they're like, I don't fucking like you right now, like Mm -hmm. right now, or sometimes it's just, I don't like you ever. That's Um, tragic. That's very tragic. I know, I mean, it's no secret that when you first start dating someone or, you know, talking to someone and it's a new relationship, you know, you're in the honeymoon stage, Mm -hmm. you know, emotions are heightened. It's like that euphoric error in the beginning stages of that relationship of forming that relationship but i also think like it's a lot of um it's like a false picture painted in the beginning because it's just all you give each other all the like great things that bring joy happiness and excitement Mm -hmm. and and that isn't sustainable over a long period of time like i feel like Obviously, like that honeymoon stage phases out, whether that's in a couple months or within the first two years, it happens. Yeah. Um, And I think like once that time period comes where you're realizing like, mm, like you actually start seeing the person that you've been dating and that's when you kind of have to like really look at them and be like, wow, like this is you for real. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's no funny shit. Like, I don't think it's not that you don't think it's cute anymore, but I don't know. It's just a lot of like, do I want that in the long term? Yeah. Like reality. hits. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That shit sets in and you're like, damn, do I actually like you as a person now that this error of like excitement has faded? Right. And eventually, like, you're going to get to a point where you're just like, ah, I don't know. Like, you're kind of pissing me off. Like, you're kind of irking me. Everything they do is no longer really cute. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually, like, it's bothering me. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, where does that come from? Is it actually the person bothering you? Or is that, like, a self thing that you're mm-hmm. dealing with? And I feel like we get that a little bit confused. Yeah. But all in all, I think, like, you have to be intentional with your relationships. 
I think after you get out of that honeymoon phase, everything has to be intentional if it's really what you want and if that's the person that you want to be with. You have to, that whole, you know, you have to continue working together and you have to build communication. Mm -hmm. You have to, um, you know, you don't just learn each other once and that's it. You know, you have to continue learning one another and continue teaching one another, you know. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't stop. Like, it's going to be continuous amount of work and you kind of just have to be okay with that and open yeah. with that. Yeah, and I feel like um, to go back to like the honeymoon stage talk, I feel like... <clears throat> During the honeymoon stage, like, you see this person in such a good light because they're on their best behavior. Yeah. You know, it's like they're making such a good impression in the first few few months. Like, it's fresh. It's new. It's exciting. You see them, for the most part, being happy. But I feel like once, you know, that relationship starts getting serious and just life hits you, there's going to be stages of them being mad or being annoyed. And, like, you see this other side of them and you're like, oh, shit. Or being, like, emotional. And I remember when we first started dating, I always saw you in this, like, happy light. Like, always trying to be the life of the party. Always be in the life of the party. Just, like, happy. And I remember that when there were days where you weren't your happiest. Sociable. <laughs> I was like, does she not like me anymore? Like, or like, is this, is she being an asshole because she wants me to leave? Like... I feel like I have anxiety. Obviously, it's not that diagnosed, but I would ask myself those questions like, am I wasting my time here? What's going on? Like, I wish you would Often, tell me. Yeah, and I would, would I would like, be like, what's the drama with you? Like, what, what's good? Like, <laughs> like, and she was like, nothing. And I'm like, are you sure? And you'd be like, nothing. Like, And it, it was because I'd never seen that other side of you. Mm -hmm. So it was just like so weird to me to see that because it was like like night and day type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, for a while, she was like, that's weird. Like, And I'm not going to lie. And when she had mentioned that, I took it offensively. <laughs> Why? Like, offensive in the fact that, um, like, I feel like I'm not, I don't know how to say this, but, like, I'm not allowed to have a mood, you know? Mm -hmm. Not that essentially I was having moods. It's just some days I'm sociable and some days I'm... I'm literally just chilling like mm -hmm. I don't want to be that that extroverted person. Um, and sometimes like I don't have an explanation to why I just feel womp, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just kind of there. Um, and I think when you would take, how do you say that? Like, you would have just, like, this idea that something's wrong with me. Like, I would take it personal. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And it wasn't like a... I don't know. I think in the manner of it to you, you had already this like preconceived idea of, oh, does she not like me? Is mm -hmm. she like, why is she being yeah. an asshole? Like, it was yeah, because I'm really big on communication. And I was just like, if something's not right, like, I feel like she should speak up type of thing. Like, that was my thing. Right. Um. So that's why I was like so confused because I'm like, what's the drama? Yeah, but it's uh -huh. also within the delivery of like, it's oh, not yeah. like, oh, like what's going on? Like you're a little unusual. Uh -huh. Are you okay? Yeah. Nah, your your way of attacking that is like, what's up with you? Like, why are you being weird? <laughs> you know? And like that shit's like what? That sometimes that, no, that it's, shit it's the it's the jersey in me. I'm saying though, but sometimes that shit come hella sideways. So it's mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? Like, what's oh, weird? Yeah. 
And like, I could understand how you didn't see me in that light also because when we were in our dating phases, like I was going to her a lot. So I was in her environment mm-hmm. and with her living by herself at the time, like it was, it was me and her. So obviously, you know, I'm different. I'm more like excited, happy, you know, one, cause I don't see her all the time too, because it's like, you know, we're in a bonded state you know, mm-hmm. um, compared to like going home and her coming to my house where five of the people live in this house. And it's like a lot of just disoriented shit going on. Mm-hmm. So I think like me being at home in my environment, it brings out the, I guess, aggression in me. Yeah. And like, I feel like this is why communication is so important because I feel like my perceived idea was we're in her space we're her people, so she should be even more comfortable yeah. because we're in her space, you know? So, and me being uh, comfortable was me being in my aggressive state because that's how I am. Like, that's how we are as a family. Um, yeah, and I wasn't used to that. Yeah, and she was like, this is delusional. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's um, the beef? What's the drama? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I think, like, for a while, we had a hard time understanding, like, those those um differences like you guys do like i feel like you guys have like that tough love Mm -hmm. and i feel like my family does but not really Mm -hmm. like we we spoke about this like our parents like our parents your parents are more like hardcore like they'll tell you what it is Mm -hmm. my parents are more like soft-spoken like very lovable very like nurturing and just like i don't know so i was like oh damn like it was just like a also a different environment for me but at the same time i still felt comfortable so it wasn't like a big deal you know yeah but all in all um we've come a long way from that she still be asking me why i'm moody though (laughs) no because i want to know like what's what's on your mind Um, you know i feel like sometimes when you ignore your partner being in a bad mood it's just like sometimes i feel like you're making you're making it worse yeah because you're ignoring the fact that they're in a bad mood, you know? And I and I feel like I've done that with you as well, where I'm like, uh... Like, I guess I try to be on my P's and Q's. Dot my I's and cross my T's. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of, like, keeping shit together uh-huh. and, like, staying up on certain things. Because, obviously, like, I don't want it to feel like you're doing anything alone Mm -hmm. and that I'm just like, oh, well, just because you did it once doesn't mean you have to upkeep and continue like, you know, playing your part. Mm -hmm. But I, sometimes I sense your energy too. And I'm like, damn, like she's not, she's not her delightful self today. You know, she's not her (laughs) chilling and, um, like what's my delightful self. Like you're, you got a million and one things to tell me. All right. Like you're you you get chatty when shit is going on. Like let me tell you about this. Let me tell you, you wouldn't fucking believe. Like uh-huh. and I'm just like all right. Let me buckle in because this gonna take a while. <laughs> but I think it, for me it's a sense in our communication because you know you could be around me but you can be unpresent when you're around me too. So I don't. I feel like I don't. I try not to base it off of that anymore. Of like your physicality being with me, I base it off of like how are we communicating? Mm-hmm. Are we talking a lot today? Or are we not talking at all today? Like, 
that's when I'm like, maybe, you know, something's bothering her or, cause I mean, that last time when shit happened, you were like annoyed. You could see it in your, in your body language and everything oh, wow. too. Mm-hmm. Like when she's annoyed, you can tell. And, um, you know, you, you like shut down mm-hmm. like where it's like, you don't want to talk mm-hmm. or your conversation and, and your response is short. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, all right, something's not it. Like she's, if she's not upset, something's bothering her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's natural for us to always think that if our partner is upset, it's because of us. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm very like guilty in the fact that every time something's wrong, I think like, oh, what am I not doing? Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't the greatest thing to do. But I think that mm-hmm. that's when I like, I'm like, let me ask her, let me see, yeah, because otherwise it, I'm not gonna know. And if I'm gonna yeah. continue building this storyline in my mm-hmm. head, then it, that's not good for neither one of us. And I think that that's how like that shit happened last time, where mm-hmm. kind of we like were fucking, you know, rubbing each other the wrong way mm-hmm. off of what we thought how one another was like the energy one another was giving in our fucking heads. Mm-hmm. So I think we do yeah, better from time to time. Yeah. But all in all, like I feel like my happiness and your happiness isn't dependent on each other. Mm-mm. And I feel like sometimes you just have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like sometimes your morning was shit and then, and then yeah. that, that results in you wanting to be in a bad mood. But like, I always tell myself, like, make it a good day. Like, no matter if the morning started bad, you know? Yeah. But I had read something because before we had mentioned, like, you like sometimes you may feel like your partner doesn't like you. Like, do they hate me? Like, what's going on? And if this has ever crossed your mind, like, def- you're definitely not alone. But basically, there's something called negative sentiments override. And basically, it means that you guys have, like, unresolved issues and it has caused your partner to basically see everything you say or do in, like, a negative filter. Um, And it could just feel like, you know, you're pretty hopeless and you're just struggling to see, like, the positive future of you guys, you know? Mm. And, like, for the listener who left this comment, what I liked that she said was that she said... I. That's my fiance, and I still, um, she's still the person that I, you know, want to see, want to do life with. And I feel like that's super important to know mm-hmm. because I feel like the person who feels like you hate them probably is like, are we going to break up? Mm-hmm. Like, what does the future hold, you know? Um, so it's a total, I guess, like a total like a really normal feeling and in our last episode not last monday but the week before that (laughs) um we had talked about how we had to have like a tough conversation and in that moment like jojo was feeling like i hated her right yeah and i was in a stage where i was still upset about something that had happened and it still wasn't resolved um and I feel like in that moment, what I could have done was tell you that I needed like some space, but that I was going to come back because mm-hmm. I feel like that feeling of unknown 
is what really drives people crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that like state of I don't know where we lie mm-hmm. and like what our stand right now is is a really uncomfortable um position to be in because you at that point like you're running through like okay so are we moving forward or is could this be the end and now you're running through all the processes of like fuck well if this is the end like what does the end now look like without this person mm-hmm. and it can look like a million and one things mm-hmm. and we did say that the topic of that conversation was mm-hmm. basically like you know, people break up and that's fine. Sometimes it's mutual and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to die. You're going to get through it. And yeah. most times it becomes a, a positive thing. Um, and I feel like a lot of people always assume that people break up because someone cheated. That, yeah. And I feel like most of the time that's really not the case. It's kind of like a mutual thing. I just think how it's so like you, if I could like plug up my brain to a computer or a monitor, a TV, something, just so like you could see the shit. Um, what, so you could see what though? Like the the things that I be thinking and that I just be seeing because I'm oh, like I this was. is crazy. Like for years, people have lived in this in this mindset in this way, right? In and this, what mindset though? Like what are you like referring to? The like if you think about the old school generation, like our parents, where they're like. Gotta get married, but settle I, I, down. I low-key feel like you you have sometimes like that low like old I do. School. I have a little old, bit of it, but like you're like you're coming with the times. <laughs> now she's trying to come for me. No, I think it's good to have a a a, a little bit of both, a little uh-huh. bit of old school and a little bit of modern. Yeah, because I think they balance each other out. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that there's there's a a, a part of modern. Like that modern mindset is that fuck everything. If you if it's not working for you, dub it. Yeah, you know. Sometimes it's too much. Yeah, it's just like you can't fucking throw everything away when it's not. Yeah, when the one thing isn't working for you, or you can't Mm -hmm. figure out how to how to make it work. Yeah, you know. So I think that's where the old mindset comes in. Is just like no shit. You know, you gotta you gotta fucking work a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I I have a I'm like in the middle with that. Mm Um, which was another thing we we've got through um <laughs> but i think like when i think about some of the old shit or like the ways like for my dad to tell me like yo i never thought about it like that and to think like now all of a sudden people have this sense of um awareness mm-hmm. about mental health and um you know certain relationship shit and how how communicative people are becoming now in their relationship and like all these things Mm -hmm. that i just feel like before wasn't thought about or wasn't like known or exposed yeah that much you know yeah i feel like like boomers and like older people they're they're very complacent like it's yeah, like they're, like they like they're okay that. yeah with, with that like living content. a miserable life like if you're not <laughs> <laughs> you coming from my no like it's like they're they like to be secure and mm-hmm. i feel like the the new generation they're a little wild they're they like to be free you know they're having throuples and <laughs> having multiple wives <laughs> 
you know, they're just being free. And that's fine. I feel like you said you got to have a little mix of both. Because there's mm-hmm. certain things that I don't agree with with the new generation. For example, this is totally off topic, bro. But, yo, like, sometimes I work with some people and I could tell that, like, they just graduated college. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the work ethic is tragic. <laughs> Let me tell you. Like, Gen Z they're like, I don't know what it is. And like, I know some of y'all listen to this, but it's, you guys are so hilarious. Like, (laughs) not hilarious. No, they're hilarious. Like, it's like they, and I get that too, because you know, capitalism who wants to work nine to five every day until they die. That's ridiculous. But sometimes I do feel like they lack a little bit of the work ethic, Mm -hmm. you know? And I could tell because of just like the way that they act and the things that they say, just everything. Yeah. But yeah, back, back to the other stuff. Um, (laughs) But to to go back to that term that I was talking about with the um, negative sentiment override, like, if you sense that something's up, I feel like you have to talk about the unresolved issues. And you have to really sit there and have a conversation that doesn't get into, like, a heated argument. And I was looking at tips, and it was saying to, like, keep criticism, defense, and stonewalling out of the conversation and stonewalling is like when you're just you're there but you're not there it's like you're listening but you're not responding you're not acknowledging them and i feel like i tend to do that when i'm like over it I dismissive just- as fuck i'm gonna i'm gonna air you out right now hella dismissive bro hella dismissive like i almost wanted to like in the car just just <laughs> Fuck it. Take us off the road at this point. Oh, don't be crazy. Yeah, I know. That was wild. Nah, but hella dismissive. I might as well be talking to the fucking wall. I could be talking to the dog and they would it was, and they would talk to me more than her. Oregon Yeah. But it was like it was too much going on at once and then you were driving. And I feel like we were literally two opposites. Like you were on this side, like definitely trying to talk, definitely trying to get your feelings out, like wanting to solve it. And I'm like on the other side where I'm like, I I can't do this right now. Like I'm getting dizzy. Like I can't. <laughs> I like, 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 like I need to breathe. Someone like stop the car. Um, I definitely could have stopped the car. Well, now we know. Hmm. Um, and yeah, just focus on their feelings. Like listen and understand. And I feel like sometimes people listen to talk back instead of like really listening to like understand what they're saying. You're hitting a lot of things that I'm about to touch right now. All right, we might it. have the same. I did my, I did some of my research too, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, from time to time, I get a little researchy, but it's not as organized and it's perfect as that. It is not that organized. I just try to summarize it, but tell me about yours. Anyway, so it's kind of a lot, and I'm gonna try to keep it in because she kind of mentioned some of these things already. So, but if you want to read the full article, I have the website for you, which is called celebrateagain.org. Um, the topic or the title of that article is, wow, where the fuck did it go? Oh, feeling disconnected from your partner. Bum, bum, bum. Ooh, not me clicking shit. So let me not lose it. All right. So. The beginning of the article starts off by like basically saying what it is to be disconnected from your partner. Like, what does that look like? How How is that? So it says, the truth is that feeling disconnected from your partner is a reflection of the disconnection you feel within yourself. 
This disconnection arises from various factors, including unresolved emotional trauma, unmet needs, and a lack of self-awareness. When we fail to address these internal struggles, our relationships suffer as a result. When we feel disconnected from ourselves, we cannot connect with others because we don't even understand our own needs and desires, let alone how to communicate those. This can often lead to a lot of disappointment in relationships and lack of desire to continue the relationship. How do you feel about that? You think that's... Like, do you agree with the idea of, like, when you're disconnected, it, it come, like it's stemming from you and not... Yeah, I feel like for... It could be it could be a little bit of both. It could be like your personal issues and struggles and mm-hmm. that always like goes into your relationships and affects them, but it could also be the relationship. Yeah. That part. All right, so I have a list of some um like examples of signs, I guess, of what that disconnection would look like. Uh the first couple Actually, the first 10 is like emotional signs. Mm -hmm. And then I have like another 10 that are just like regular flat out. Just, I guess, I don't know how to say it, but regular signs. Okay. I'm just saying I got a couple. So the first one is lack of communication, which I feel like we've already talked about. Um, Just not feeling comfortable or being open to express yourself and, you know, the state that you're in and what you need um to pull through like with your partner um number two is absence of intimacy so the other day i was scrolling on beducated and saw this video on how to give a breast massage and i learned that pampering breasts causes women to release oxytocin a substance known as the hormone of love and intimacy which stimulates the muscles of the uterus to contract So let's get into female pleasure and sex education. We know it can be scary and a little tragic to have sex with a woman when you've dated men your whole life, or maybe you just haven't had any sexual experience. Beducated is the Netflix of sexual wellness. It's the best resource for those who feel a little lost in the bedroom. They have amazing courses that are broken down into different categories, from sexual confidence to strap on play to dating and relationships and more. They have so many courses you can choose from with expert instructors who show you the real deal. And you can try it for free for a day. And if you use our code LESCHAT, you get 40% off for the whole year. It's no risk, and you have a 14-day money-back guarantee. So use the link in our bio and our coupon code LESCHAT. It says physical touch and emotional connection can become rare or non-existent, leaving both partners feeling distant and disconnected. Listen. You don't have to be the physical touch type of person to show some type of like embracefulness to your partner. Uh, You know, I feel like just something as simple as like a fucking forehead kiss, you know, it's just the thought of like, wow, you know, I know that's not your love language, but you're thinking about me. Thank you. Like that sense of consideration, you know, I Uh, give Jojo a kiss every night before Ben. If she remembers. No, she's lying. And if I don't, that means I'm just annoyed. <laughs> and then wonder why I can never tell. <laughs> it's a work in progress, y'all. Number three, uh, unresolved conflicts. Persistent unresolved conflicts create a sense of emotional distance and hinders the growth of emotional connection. It can also it can often feel like walking on eggshells. Y'all heard that here before. 
I hate that feeling of walking on eggshells. Like, let's fucking talk about it. <laughs> well, why y'all walking on eggshells? It's egg not shows? even... Just walk. No. <laughs> okay, go. What? I should make you kneel on rice. <laughs> My mom used to make me do uh-huh. that. It's, it's just like... Because you don't want to, like, further push the issue mm-hmm. you know you don't want to fucking make it a bigger deal like you're you're trying to get to a solution you're trying to get back to a leveled space with your mm-hmm. partner not i need to fucking egg you on type shit and piss mm-hmm. you off so that's where like the walking on eggshells like i'm trying to wave my white flag here and you still want to be an asshole cool <laughs> cool anyway where was i number four feeling alone even when together Oh, that's tragic. Yeah. Because you feel a sense of isolation and loneliness even when in the present, even when in the present of, present of your partner. So this one I struggle with because I feel like I work from home. So it's like sometimes I'm really trying to focus and I never close my door. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't want you to feel like I'm ignoring you, but it's like, oh my God, I have so much work to do. I feel like I'm just one of the. I feel like I'm just an extra dog that can talk. <laughs> Stop it. You're laughing, but there's times where I'm like, is she in a meeting? Or like, let me at least make sure she's alive. Like, I swear I'm not clingy. Uh-huh. I promise. But it's just something about, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's me and her in this space where I'm just like, and I like my work schedule is different from hers. It's opposite of hers. So it's like the days that I'm here, it's like I'm here all day. Most of my friends are at work. So I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm home during regular people's work hours. So I'll be like, all right, well, I'm going to just kick it with her. And then I'm like, well, fuck. Like, she's working. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck? I feel like it's like bittersweet, honestly. Yeah. The whole working from home thing because it feels like you're always working. Yeah, I don't think Incredible. I, I don't think you know how to um like it's it's hard to like differentiate what time is what because yeah. you work from home. Now you mm-hmm. leave this room. Now what happens when you leave this room? Cuz it's like you can't leave work at work cuz yeah. you work from home. Uh-huh. So everything's like intertwined. So yeah. that's a work in progress for you. It really is. Um number 5 is decreased empathy and understanding. I feel this shit decrease? heavy. Yes. Decrease? Decrease. That's what it says. Decreased. Oh, okay. Empathy, okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? The, like you, you, these are you signs. no longer, yeah. Uh-huh. These are the emotional signs. Like you no longer give that sense of like, just I understand. I think okay. that, I don't know what it is. I'm not saying that this is for everybody. I'm just saying in like my personal experience that I understand like the whole, like I guess holding your, your partner to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. And with that standard, I feel like there's like a certain type of expectation also held for your partner to, you know, know what's acceptable or unacceptable or what you like and what you don't like. And just like so many different things that we, I feel like it's, it's like they, your partner doesn't deserve slack or something. I'm not talking about in sense of no grimy shit, but like we're regular people. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes. You know, there sometimes there are going to be things that like we're not always going to agree on and that should be okay. Like instead of being like, what the fuck? Like, why are we not on the same page? Mm-hmm. How about we sit here and let me understand your, 
you know, why you see it that way and, and get to the same page, you know? I don't feel like, I don't know, I just feel like we, we place too much of shit on our partner that it's kind of not fair. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why could you be understanding and empathetic to other people, but you can't do that to the person who's like mm-hmm. everything for you, you know? Mm, that's just my take. Go ahead. You could disagree. No, I agree. Okay. I mean, but I do feel like sometimes it could be the other way around. Like I have friends who, straight friends who would forgive their boyfriend a hundred million times for being an asshole and cheating. But their friends, it's like you do, you miss one thing and it's like you're fake. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it could be both. Because some girls really like take back their man like a hundred million times. Mm-hmm. But if you... If you wear the same outfit as them, it's like it's, it's some drama. You yeah. copy her. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I won't go as far as cheating. If that's something you want to understand. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know, even things lesser than that, mm-hmm. it seems like people give their fucking partner the torch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like... Mm. Come on, be realistic. Be like, we, if anything, your partner needs you to be just as much or even more as understanding and empathetic with them. Yeah. In the same way that, you know, obviously you're going to give in return. Number six is loss of shared interests. I feel like that's, that's pretty normal. That happens. You know, I don't know why that happens. It's like you share this interest and then you stop like, I don't know. I don't want to say like keeping up, but like you stop giving into those interests and instead of like forming new things to get into. And it's okay if you're not into things together, you Mm -hmm. can have some things separately and you can have the things that bring you guys together. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, you know, if you're over what it once was, Mm -hmm. create some new interests, you know, don't Mm -hmm. get comfortable. I don't like the idea of being comfortable um, because then it's just like, what are we doing? Uh, then you that's when you're in that state of thinking like well are we like cool are we not cool and then that's when fucking relationships end and you're like i didn't see it coming like like be real (laughs) Uh, but yeah like continue you know getting into new activities and you know getting into things that allow you to be present with your partner Mm -hmm. seven is emotional avoidance both partners avoid discussing deeper emotions or personal vulnerability vulnerabilities leading to a surface level relationship lacking emotional depth. Ooh. You shouldn't be in a relationship with somebody that you can't be vulnerable with. Or that you're not. I don't want to say that you're not comfortable because I feel like there are some people who, you know, considering their background or anything that they went to they don't not everyone is very comfortable with being openly vulnerable but i feel like with i don't want to say the right person but essentially with someone there's always someone for someone right that puts them in the position to be like all right i want to practice that with you mm-hmm. <sighs> practice it y'all that's all i'm saying Number eight is constant criticism and defensiveness, which I was just talking to her about earlier, which I got defended 
Defended. <laughs> Defensive about the whole her calling me out, talking about some why you being moody type shit. <clears throat> and that was more so because of like, and sometimes I do feel like, oh, like, is that like a bad thing? Because, you know, criticism, obviously, you immediately associate it with negative things. Um, and it's okay to be in, a, you know, to be able to tell your partner, like, maybe not in the harshest way. Mm-hmm. You have to find the proper tone and the proper verbiage to be like, you know. I wasn't harsh, though. Girl. I, I could have been like, you're being a bitch. <laughs> I would have kicked you out. Number nine is emotional neglect. You're just not meeting each other's needs. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, this is what I need. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. I need more kisses. And then you're like, no. <laughs> or you just yeah. fail to fucking uphold. All right, well, I'm, I'm just not going to do the shit you would like then. Last one is trust issues. I think trust issues is like top notch, number one type shit. All right, so I'm going to run through like the other signs that I had. That were not considered emotional. Um, one was decreased quality time. Two was loss of interest and excitement. Three was lack of support. Four was avoidance of deep conversation. Five was emotional. Vi- Yo, don't know that word. <laughs> Viltility, right? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. Man, I'm about Let's to see. ask Siri. Literally. Oh, shit. You got to make her speak. That's what I'm doing. Volatility. Y'all, y'all, give me that. Volatility. (laughs) Number six is increased focus of individual pursuits. Number seven is absence of future plans. Eight is decreased physical affection. Nine is indifference towards each other's needs. And 10 is feeling emotionally distant. Again, y'all, if y'all want to read this article as a whole and think like, you know, it'll be beneficial for you to run through, um, you can go to celebrateagain.org. Um, to end my spiel, I'm going to give you another quick rundown and their tips for reconnecting with your partner. And if you also want to read that whole article, you can go to regain.us. This is a long URL. Just put it in the bio, girl. Put it in the bio, right? That part. OMG. Um, so number one was prioritizing communication, which most of this, I think, once you go through all the signs, it's obvious. Like, communicate, be present, be at, you know, interactive with your partner, and be, you know, open to understanding and, you know, empathetic and all the things essentially that you want. Mm-hmm. I feel like we, you know. We want people to give us slack and then can't give slack to others. Mm, That's none of my business. But anyway, uh, number two is expressing gratitude and appreciation. That's a fucking big one. That goes a really long way. I think that's like, that's basically like giving reassurance, Mm -hmm. showing that appreciation and gratitude to your partner. Mm -hmm. Because boy, you be saving me. Um, number three is practicing compassion and empathy. Four is make time for fun and play. Five is practicing self-care. Six is developing stronger spiritual connections. And the last one, number seven, is therapy. Therapy. Ooh. Therapy. Which is becoming more normalized now. Yes, as so it should. Mm-hmm. As it should. Because you know what? Honestly, I haven't been to therapy. Um, I've been considering it. It's just I think the hard part is actually finding someone and finding someone who works for you. Yeah. Um, I think that is the challenging part. But I like 
I feel like so many people have thought about it in a negative light too, mm-hmm. that they're like, oh, I don't need somebody to tell me about myself. And it's like, no, but you do. Like, right. you need someone outside who doesn't already know you. Like, I feel like when we go to our friends and we tell our they friends- They just tell shit, you what you want to hear. Yeah. We want, we want them to validate us. Right. And I'm sorry. I love you, but I'm not the friend to always validate what you're saying. Same. I'm actually, I play devil's advocate. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's so tragic. Really. Yeah, she hates it. And it's not its not me invalidating what your aspect or perspective is. I understand it and I hear that. But it's just like on the flip side, how about we try this shoe on, you know? Like there's so many angles to see it. And I don't know. I guess I, I, don't, I don't like the idea of stepping on people's toes either. So I think that's why I'm always trying to see everybody's way. But... Again, that's none of my business. So I think like we said, going to your friends, it's like they're going to validate and you want them to tell you that you're right. But it's like going to someone who doesn't know you at all and you have to like, you know, run down on them and give them the whole shebang about yourself. It's like a fresh take on who you are. Like, oh shit, I didn't see myself like that. Or, Mm -hmm. oh shit, like I didn't. I didn't think about it like that, you know? It just sheds light on things like you didn't see from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. That's all. For sure. So I had, um, I feel like we talk a lot about, like, communicating and, like, what does that really mean? And, like, what questions do you ask? Because I feel like it's so easy to say communicate. Mm -hmm. So these are some questions that I found that will help you, um, Reconnect with your partner. So number one is, is there anything I used to do that you love that I don't do anymore? So these are questions that you guys can ask each other. Number two is, what's the number one cause of tension or disconnection in our relationship right now? Number three is, how can I be a better partner? Number four is, what dream of yours could I support you with and what would that support look like? And number five is, what kind of date night activities could we plan to experience more joy in our relationship? So I'll try to have those in the bio as well. And I feel like um, we talked a lot about like these little games that we had where you like ask questions from this brand called We're Not Really Strangers. And then the other one is called The And, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like some really good questions that I feel like. If you're not getting deep with your partner, it can definitely help. Like if you just bring the questions, have a little date night, cook at home, even you could bring them out with you, go to the park, whatever, go to the beach. And those are the questions that we use when we first met. And I feel like that's why we got close so quickly because they, they have some really good questions. Literally shit that you don't think to ask. Yeah. Like when you first start dating, you you know, you got those, you know, funny, cute, super, you know, superficial like questions, questions mm-hmm. that's like hella surface level. Um, yeah. But I think when we were running through those questions, I was like, oh, shit, like that's something I got to think about for myself, too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to answer that right now because I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get back to that. Yeah. So I think that that's cool. It's like you kind of learn yourself as well as learning your partner. Mm hmm. Because we we change too, you know, and it's like we should be taking time for ourselves, just like you know this article was saying. Like sometimes we're like that 
disconnect is a reflection of our disconnection from ourselves. And I feel like when we're a little bit lost in what it is we want to do or what it is we want to accomplish or what it is we want our, our home and our space to look like, um, when we're in that mindset of confusion, like it reflects on to your relationship. And it's like, you know, if you don't communicate that with your partner so they know that the state that you're in mm -hmm. and know how like you guys could stay connected in that time mm -hmm. you're gonna get to the point where you're like i don't like you mm -hmm. but it's not unnormal yeah i don't think i don't know if that's a fucking word but to be in a state where you're like not really fucking with your partner yeah. in that time it's like fairly normal mm -hmm. that don't mean go fuck around on them though i'm not talking about none of that yeah <laughs> now y'all just started fucking um all in all you know everything in a relationship has to be intentional you either want it 100 percent or you don't want it at all yeah. I, that's my take i agree that's it for the topic y'all yeah let's get into the family meeting i didn't pick any questions so we're just gonna pick a random one all right, you're getting too random. Oh, okay, like <laughs> she picked, she picked the last one. Like we got so many people who've been waiting. But mm -hmm. Obama, I can't see that. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Met my wife on TikTok. Everything moved fast, and we got married in less than a year. She moved, she moved me and my child where she is which is far from all family and support and just randomly woke up one day and said she no longer wants to be married, that she wants a divorce. Now I have to start completely over from square one. She seems to be happy now and I'm silently falling apart. Where's the best way? What's the best way to get over a breakup slash divorce? <sighs> Yo, every day y'all kill me with the questions. And it, not so much the question, the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how you go People really be to bold. move across God knows where with your child, and then your wife wants to be like, yeah, it's not working for me. Let's get a divorce. This is what I'm saying, bro. Like, the, like marriage is not something to be taken lightly. Because mm -hmm. this divorce shit is too much. <laughs> Like, I'm confused with her. She seems happy now. So it's like, okay, so she woke up one day and said, I want a divorce. And when she said that, she was like all giddy and like, oof, life is going to be so great without you. Like, what? <laughs> no. Like, what does she mean by that? Maybe that they just finally like broke she, up and, and she's been watching her oh, okay. or something. I mean, that's what I took from it. Oh, okay. My thing is. <sighs> People are crazy. That, yeah, like, that's wild. That's bold. Y'all really got to listen. Everybody's time frame is different in terms of like, you know, oh, the marriage thing or whatever. Yeah. Uh -huh. Marriage or how long to you move in together. This and that. We are all on our own type time. But all in all, it's just like you can't give like the one person all the power. You know, there has to be like equal compromise, equal everything and you have a child so that was like a real big stretch the fact that i don't want to say like the fact that she could convince you to leave with your kid but it's just like why would they she even suggest let's leave your home 
where you do have support, where this child needs the support of, you know, surrounding yeah. family. Um, and let's just go where I'm at. Like, I don't, but, you're not the one here with the kids, sweetheart. So, but listen, so why people, do I got to move my shit? People you? be selling you the world. Though. I know. I'm sure. So it's like, it's like, like, they were like in the honeymoon phase for sure. When they mm -hmm. met, when they did the whole marriage, the moved, moved in together. Like, it sounds like it was so early because she said less than a year that they were both in La La Land. Yeah. But I feel like at the same time, you got to listen to your gut sometimes. Mm -hmm. You can't just go anywhere, especially if you have a kid. You got to move. They got to go to a new school. Like, it's like, how yeah. does that look like? And child care and all of that. Like, do you have help with that? And like, I don't know. There's just, I don't have kids, so I don't know. But I just feel like there's a lot to reconsider. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but the best way to get over that, that's hard. I mean, there's no quick way, to be honest. There's no quick way to get over any mm -hmm. breakup, to get over any divorce. Um, I was reading this thing where it says you go through phases and stages of grief, like when it comes to like breaking up with people. I mean, I think that's what grief overall, but it applies to the same because essentially that's a loss too, mm -hmm. you know, and you're going to go through all those phases. Just it's, it's kind of the inevitable um, yeah, but I think once you become like you acknowledge the phases that are going to come and you accept them and just be like, you know, you'll get back to yourself and it won't hurt as much. Mm -hmm. But there's no quick way or like real answer to be like, how do I get over it? Yeah. Time will heal. Except but the definitely fact that it's over. <laughs> occupy yourself with like healthy habits. Um, I feel like sometimes when people go through breakups, like we said before, they get into things that aren't the best. Like they'll start drinking a lot or smoking a lot or even going to the gym a little bit too much, going on crazy diets. Like it's like be surrounded by friends and family and those you love and those who make you feel good, you know, focus on yourself, read books, watch movies, like do things by yourself, you know, um, go on a walk. Go to a little cute coffee shop. You literally have to romanticize your life. And that's so cliche because I feel like everyone says that nowadays. But you really do because that's your life. You know, go to a park with your kids. Spend more time with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one more. All right, second one. I've been involved with a girl for seven months and it doesn't seem to escalate to anything further than us doing relationship things with no exclusivity. How long is too long to date a girl before cutting it off? Okay, Tell me your so timeline, babe. No, because no, now one gets married in less than a year and then the other one's saying that they've been together for seven months and nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Time is ticking. Seven months is a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, I would be like, so what are we doing? <laughs> what's what's the plan? I asked her to be my girlfriend in three months. Did y'all know that? Was it three months? Yeah, girl. Yeah, like, I mean, everyone's on their own timeline. But at the same time, I feel like we're adults. And seven months is just too long. I think at some point. I think between... maybe at, the cutoff point is like six months for me. Mm -hmm. 
Because if you guys are already doing relationship stuff, sleeping over, going on dates, like cooking, doing all this shit, buying each other gifts, like it's like that's relationship shit. I had I was talking to somebody for like I was dating somebody for like seven months, and I initially didn't. Oh, it, it was because I was you were playing games. Yeah, basically, like I really didn't want the relationship to be official. Um, and then eventually I gave into it because I was like, fuck it, like who, bitch, it's not like I'm really seeing anybody else. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like this girl didn't want to like, she would not let it go. She would so, not let what go? Like she was set on like, I want to be with you. Oh, okay. I'm going to be with you. And uh-huh. then I was just like, all right, fuck it. Like where else? I'm she go. forced you. No, I won't say forced me, but you know, it was what it was. So... Um, See, but, but I, that's also annoying. Yeah. Like, why do but, I have to I ask you, what are I? Yeah, right. But <sighs> I think, I feel like when people do that is because, first of all, I feel like to to a certain point, you kind of already know if you want this person or not. Like, after like the good, honestly, for me, I stopped talking to people after three months. What after, do you mean? Like, after the three month mark, come if i know that i don't want to be with anybody period i'm just like all right we had you're our, cutting them off we, yeah i'm cutting them uh-huh. off um if i feel like entertaining it a little bit longer i could push it to the seven month mark but that's what the idea of mm-hmm. you knowing that i don't want a relationship mm-hmm. yeah and it's not gonna change that's the thing that people think they're gonna change your mind yeah and like when someone tells you something believe them the first time yeah okay yes that but part. the other thing is that you could also ask her out or is she giving you signs of like, I don't want to be with her? Yeah, like what does that look like? Is it just like maybe it's like, it's like I'm nobody's making on you, like nobody's nobody making, making move? moves? Or is it literally like she was implying like I don't want this? To like she could have said I don't I don't want this. Yeah. <sighs> Tragic. I mean the listen, listen. When people string people along, like the longer it takes, the more hurt they're gonna be at the end. Mm-hmm. We have a personal friend going through some tragedy like this. <laughs> I, yeah. I just think like if they didn't want to officially officialize it, it's because they want to keep the door open to other options. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a lot longer for them options to roll in for them. And that's why they choose to keep that door open. Because once they're like, all right, you know, maybe another option rolls in. And then they're like, ah, I don't like this option. Like, I like her. So let me just dub that and I'll go back to her. Yeah. Um, but only you know what's what's long enough. Obviously, you know because you're questioning it. You are At this point, you already know you want more and you're not getting it. And if you know you're not going to get it, then what's the point of staying? Yeah, you got to cut, cut it off. I wish you the best of luck. I hope that changes for you. Same. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Give our podcast a rating. We got a lot yeah. of downloads. We got mad downloads, and it's not matching with like the rating. So I'm a little confused. Um, Show some love. It's for free. Yeah, for like, free. The hell? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, bye. Deuce, deuce, mother goose.